0: the impeachment hearings. Keep in mind, majority are Democrats, and first, most Republicans were not even allowed in the hearings. Only a certain number were allowed, and it was not fair to the Republicans. It's concerning because you have almost one half of the people's representation missing, which makes it extremely biased. So, I'm going to start with the first hearings that the House heard from, and these are the ones that first testified uh, in the impeachment trials, which were George Kent, Bill Taylor, and Marie Yovanovitch. George Kent is the Deputy Assistant Security of State for the European Affairs, Bill Taylor is the top U.S. diplomat to Ukraine, and Marie Yovanovitch is the former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine. So let's start with Bill Taylor. Bill Taylor claims that aid overheard Trump talking about, quote, the investigations. So that's the main info that we have on Taylor's testimony. Uh, I'm just wondering if it's even possible somebody could overhear a conversation that the president is having in a private manner. Like, what does that entail? I would assume that the president is on the phone with just the people that are set to be on the phone call obviously it's just not him on the phone call, and that he's in a private setting. So to me, that sounds like just hearsay. And then something that happened uh, that Chris Cuomo on CNN Live, he tried to prove that that's not true and that you can overhear a conversation without the phone being on speakerphone. So he decided to go ahead and bring upon himself an embarrassing moment. He had another co-host on CNN Live with him, and he's like, here, I'm gonna prove it and show you an example. I'm gonna call my mom right now, and you let me know if you can hear my mom without her being on speakerphone. Let me know if you can overhear my mom. So he's trying to, like, make Trump look bad and prove this point. So then he calls his mother, and his mom is talking normal level. She doesn't know what's happening, and the co-host could not hear his mother. So then he had to put it on speakerphone, and then obviously she could hear him. So his point just embarrassed him on live television, which is really funny. I uh, recommend looking that up if you want a good laugh. Um, so then the, the second person that I want to talk about, because with Bill Taylor, obviously, okay, you know, that's just hearsay. Uh, let's move on to George Kent. So when asked, do you have any firsthand knowledge of United States aid to Ukraine ever being connected to the opening of a new investigation? He replied, I do not have direct knowledge. No. So let's just leave it at that. Uh, There's not really anything else to touch on with that. He gave his answer. He said that he doesn't have any knowledge of that. So that it's kind of like this is going nowhere. So we have hearsay and then we have someone who has no direct knowledge. And let me just uh, add in a side note, Adam Schiff would not let the Republicans finish. So I'm not really going to touch on what the Republicans are saying during this, even though that is really interesting and we have a lot of great Republicans in office. He would not let them talk. Adam Schiff was literally cutting them off. They were making great points. They were going on and he would just cut them off as soon as it was getting good. So then the last one that we have from the first impeachment hearings is Marie Yovanovitch. And she is former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine because Trump fired her. Rudy Giuliani, uh, Trump's attorney, said that she was running a smear campaign about Trump the whole time during the hearings. And she just basically talked about, you know, her feelings and uh, her exact words are shocked, appalled and devastated of her being fired. Uh, but even the president of Ukraine, who's been in office since 2016, said that she's a bad ambassador. So who knows? I mean, maybe she wasn't doing a good job. I don't know too much about the situation, but I think that if Rudy Giuliani said that she was running a smear campaign about the the president, then the president is most likely going to trust his attorney, Ru- Rudy Giuliani, and... He's going to want her out of office because we've seen that there's been a lot of snakes trying to bring Trump down in this administration, and he just removes them as soon as he finds out information. So he probably did it in the right mindset, in my opinion. So I'm not going to touch on every single detail, but that was how it started off. Um, I'm going to jump to recently when the Democrats brought in all these other Democratic Scholars, professors, teachers, whatever you want to call them. Um, Basically, the Democrats just brought them in there to the courtroom because they obviously can't tell their ass from their elbow and what's fact and what's fiction. Uh, And so they're there basically just explaining everything for them. But I do want to touch on something that Rep Doug Collins said, which was this is about clock and calendar. They are so obsessed with the election next year. That they just gloss things over. None of the fact witnesses, which I'll do a side note, there was no fact witnesses, identified a crime. This committee can't do our jobs if none of the witnesses testify before our committee. End quote. But he has a really good point in that that the only ones who even know who the whistleblower actually is is one of is the Democrats. The Republicans don't know who the whistleblower is. We have hearsay about who the whistleblower is. But how is that fair? After all, we're all Americans, so we all need to know the truth, not just the Democrats. Some suspect it could be Lieutenant Colonel Vinman, who also testified early on. He shared info about the phone call with someone in military intelligence, but he would not share with who. But he was willing to say who else he shared it with, except for this one mysterious person. Adam Schiff actually blocked the questioning towards Vindman and his knowledge of the whistleblower. So, some assume that Vindman just knows who the whistleblower is, or he is in fact the whistleblower. Adam Schiff is not letting Republicans ask their questions, which isn't fair. He's just blocking them off. But then, when the Democrats have something to say, he doesn't block them at all. And something else that recently happened that got the Republicans absolutely outraged. During the hearings, top Democratic witness, Pamela Carlin, attacked Trump's 13-year-old minor son. This is what Carlin said about the boy. What comparisons, Professor Carlin, can we make between kings that the framers were afraid of and the president's conduct today? So kings could do no wrong? because the king's word was law. And contrary to what uh, President Trump has said, Article 2 does not have give him the power to do anything he wants. And I'll just give you one example that shows you the difference between him and a king, which is the Constitution says there can be no titles of nobility. So while the president can name his son baron, he can't make him a baron. <laughs> Thank you, the founding. <laughs> ha ha ha, such a funny joke. You know, the Democrats need to stop joking around. This is something really serious, according to them. So I don't understand why they keep going back with these little funny comments. Uh, But she didn't need to bring in Barron Trump, who is a child. Uh, So then Melania takes it upon herself to send out a tweet that reads this. A minor child deserves privacy and should be kept out of politics. Pamela Carlin, you should be ashamed of your very angry and obviously biased public pandering And using a child to do it. So I liked what Melania said. I think she's 100% right and she can defend her son. So I retweeted what Melania said with my own comment. um, And it, it was this. Carlin should be fired. If you have such impaired judgment to not know to leave a child out of something, you certainly can't make other sober decisions. So that was my comment on it. And someone who's on my friend list, this guy, Michael Novogratz, he follows me on Twitter. Uh, I'm assuming that he is a Democrat. We got connected most likely through crypto space. He's really pro-Bitcoin. Um, and he was also named a billionaire by Forbes in 2007 and 2008. So then he tweets at me from my comment, replying to me, this is kind of BS. She said nothing negative about Baron Trump. She was being too cute by half, but it wasn't derisive about the 13-year-old boy. I mean, come on. How much hate must you have for the president of the United States as to defend someone making a, chi- a comment about a child? Isn't that obviously inappropriate? Isn't there obviously other things that you could be pushing for in the country other than standing up for someone who makes an inappropriate comment about a child during the impeachment hearing, something very serious? I guess not. I guess the Democrats can just say whatever they want and it's fine. So Carlin ended up apologizing live at the impeachment hearings. And she said, I want to apologize for uh, what I said earlier about the president's son. It was wrong of me to do that. I wish the president would apologize, obviously, for the things that he's done that's wrong. But I do regret having said that. So she did one of those backhanded apologies. Like she said sorry, but she didn't really mean it. Almost like saying, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Which isn't, by the way, a proper apology. So then I tweeted back at Novograt saying, she apologized thereafter live at the impeachment hearing. I don't know about anyone else, but I don't apologize unless I'm wrong. Which, of course, he didn't reply. Obviously, in that situation, he just shouldn't... I don't think he should have even commented on it. It's not worth commenting. It's, it's worth commenting to say that people shouldn't be talking about minor children. He doesn't want to be in the spotlight. He's not even 18 yet, so just leave him out. But some facts about Pamela Carlin uh, is she's a professor at Stanford. Like, she's a professor. Shouldn't she know better? She teaches... She teaches people like she should know not to say certain things like that. Obviously, she's speaking to people on like a day to day basis and teaching them. Uh, She also donated to Elizabeth Warren. What a shocker. And she also recently said she gets triggered when she walks by the Trump Hotel and that uh, she will never, ever, ever, ever stay at a Trump Hotel. And then she takes shots at Barron Trump, 13 year old child. Now, are we supposed to take these people seriously? And the fact that a lot of the Democrats laughed in the hearing about her barren comment shows about their character as well, I think it's highly inappropriate. And I think that the Democrats are going about this entirely the wrong way, too fast, and just without enough evidence. Uh, And actually, I recently got a notification on Twitter I think it was yesterday, um, or no, it was a couple days ago. Actually, that said that the House Judiciary Committee releases report laying out the grounds for impeachment, and the committee is expected to vote on articles of impeachment as early as next week. So we are now in next week. It's Monday, December ninth, and I'm thinking if they actually do find a way to impeach Trump, which personally I don't think is going to happen, but if they do impeach him, then he's going to be able to investigate anybody who he pleases. So he could be on the verge of revealing the actual corruption in this country, which are, I hate to say it, radical elite Democrats. And one more thing um, that I also wanted to touch on that doesn't have to do with the impeachment. I have another point uh, after um, I talk about this, but it's about Joe Biden, (laughs) Uh, another mess up on his part, So on the campaign trail, he's having open questions and a man that's an Iowan farmer asked Joe about why his son Hunter got a job in Ukraine despite not having experience in the energy industry. So that like completely set Joe off. So he starts out by calling the man a damn liar and then he got to attacking the man's intelligence weight um, and he addressed the guy as fat. He said, hey fat. Then he says, You went to check my, you want to check my shape, man? Let's do push-ups together here, man. Let's run. Let's do whatever you want to do. Let's take an IQ test, okay? So then after that, after he says all that to this man and, you know, completely just doesn't handle that with grace, Biden's campaign manager and him are strongly denying that he called the man fat and said that he said facts. How does that make sense? How do you explain the workout challenge then? That just doesn't go together. How does how does that work, Joe? I truly, truly, truly hope that people see how insane Joe Biden is. I think that if we were in a place where we really took a look at the actual inappropriate comments from our world leaders and from people that are in office or and power in some way if we truly examined what they say not just headline read and not just listen to whatever cnn is talking about if we truly examine it i don't think that joe would even be allowed to run with his comments about little children especially that like especially you don't want someone to be the president of the united states who is possibly a pedophile and then okay now we have something else crazy that's going on uh Over the past weekend, which uh, today is December 9th, Monday, Adam Schiff obtained phone records of Devin Nunes, Rudy Giuliani, Nunes' aide, and John Solomon. So now Nunes says that he is getting together a team of lawyers because honestly, that's probably not even legal. You know, just getting someone's phone records and just putting them out there. How is that like if you just did that to anybody, especially people who are in office, I don't think that that's appropriate unless you have a legitimate reason, which now he's just digging. They're just whew, all the rules are out the window. They ju- they're they just going to do whatever they want, apparently. Schiff is anyway. So Schiff included the phone calls that he obtained in the report that was released today, Monday, December 9th. So many people state that this is remarkable abuse of Donald Trump, Nunes, Giuliani, and Solomon's constitutional rights. So again, the Democrats are going about this completely the wrong way. If Schiff is found guilty of obstruction of justice of these phone calls, then it will surely backfire on all of them. So I guess the only thing that we can do from here. We can continue to watch the impeachment hearings, which I've been doing today um and let's just keep an eye on what's next for the impeachment sham uh, i'm I'm kind of positive that this is actually going to go on longer than we suspect now that we have you know shift going in and getting people's phone records and just releasing them and acting reckless. Now it just seems like an all out war so. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you learned a little bit about what's going on in this impeachment hearing. I know that it's kind of hard to digest all of the information, and it's a little bit confusing, and some people don't have the time to do it because they're at work while the impeachment hearings are going on. So I will probably be making more videos on this because I think it's extremely important that we understand what's going on with the president and our country And if you don't care, then you probably should do a reality check because it's very important because it affects everything that goes on in our country. All right, guys, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.